Turn up the bass. Hello, Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread, Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among creators with the occasional side quest for pizza and tacos. <laughs> Here with your hosts, I am David Steele from thesteelempire.com. Chaotic Anarchy. Fenwald Griswick. Okay, you're just going to say your names. Okay. Yeah, I don't really come that from works. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I come from a small town. <laughs> <laughs> We got our best friends together and called ourselves the Thread Raiders. <laughs> we are controlling transmission. Uh, we had so much fun with this, I think, uh, last week that we're going to jump right into it in the beginning. Hey, Grizz? Yes, sir. What's in the box? Oh, really? We're going straight there? What's in the we're box? Going right there. Oh. Are you not ready for what it? What is in the box? <laughs> He was ready for the news. It's segment. at the bottom of my page. Oh, that's fine, dude. Oh no, no. All problem. right, here we, we go. We, we can start because I can move them around. It's not a problem. And now it's time for our segment. What's in the box? What's, What's in, the in the box? box? What's in the box? Which is where we basically give you a scenario, and uh, my co-host will attempt to describe what it like is that, that they is find <laughs> inside of the box. All right, so here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Leewick the Bard. Headliner at the Smoking Newt lets it slip one night in a drunken stupor that he found a secret room in the old Augsburger Library that he was <gasps> unable to explore because of a bossy librarian. Dun, dun, dun. The trigger is a book entitled 1001 Ways to Hide a Room by famed architect Klaus von Haufnald. You make great haste for three days to Augsburger Constantly fearful that Leewick blabbed to another who would beat you to the prize and sneak into the library after closing. There, in section 48G44 of the GUI decimal system, you find the tome in question. When you touch the book, it becomes clear to you that it's attached to a lever that triggers a pulley, that grinds some gears, that yanks some ropes, that activates a flyaway bookshelf that reveals a door. You open the door to discover a room which is, for all intents and purposes of this podcast, a very large box. My question for you is this. What's in the box? What's, What's in, in the, the box? box? <laughs> I love it. Any option you want, whatever you think the room should be, if it's an emergency bedroom for a hungover librarians, if it's a cache of goods, a workshop, underground poker room, miniature golf course. All right, I'm going to go first because mine is quick and easy. Awesome. You ready? I like it. You open the door, and then you see little people come running out to you. <gasps> oh, thank you, the light. Oh, I haven't <laughs> seen the light in days. We're hungry. Hey, mister, you got any food? It's all the missing children from the surrounding villages. <laughs> oh, my. Dun, 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 story. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's super dark. <laughs> I was expecting, like, one dead body or something like that, but kidnapped it's children. All the kids. <laughs> God only knows what he was planning to do with them. All right. So 
normally this would be the time when I ask questions, but I'm w- busy wiping away tears. Uh-huh. CA, do you have anything? Oh, oh, I do. <laughs> Go ahead. I, do. I got one. Okay, okay. It's a box. Is the box inside a box? It's a box inside a box. The box is in the room. There's a box just sitting. What's there. in the other right. box? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't tell me what's in the other box. What does the box look like? It has Egyptian carvings on the outside. Ooh. Hieroglyphics. Made of wood. Made of wood? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it stained in any way? Yes. Is it in some sort of container? No. So it's just sitting in the middle of the room, like in the middle of the tile? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything else in the room that would suggest that it's Egyptian or hieroglyphic? Uh, the same markings are around the room. Fascinating. Mm. If you touch the box, does any of the of the like walls glow or anything like that? No, but your hand warms. What does the box smell like? Oak. <laughs> I roll for Arcana. <laughs> of course it does. Of course it so, does. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> what do you roll? Were the children playing with the box prior to? <laughs> they were not. <laughs> no, these things are unrelated. Dave, what were your children wearing? Like, were they just like <laughs> draped in cloth or? No, you you see they're all different mismatched clothes. Like some of them are a little more well-dressed than others. Some of them look like some street urchins. So they weren't like um, a group so... of carolers or anything like that. That they, Correct. they were taken individually one by one over time. <laughs> yes. It looks like a few of them have been there uh, longer than others. Gotcha. Aww. So not a soccer team. Correct. All right. Fascinating. You people mm. are both disturbed and interesting at the same time. So Dave, <laughs> you notice with your arcana check that uh, Griswick's hand is glowing as he touches the box. Ooh. I'm not touching that thing. It's got hieroglyphics on it. <laughs> the one thing that we know about hieroglyphics <laughs> is that they bring forth curses. So you're yes, not going to open the box touch. to find out what's inside it? And that's it next week. Show. Yeah. <laughs> Come on back. Inside of the box is another box. What's in the second box? All right. So we'll see you next week. We'll find out what's inside the Egyptian box. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, it's our first cliffhanger. I love it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Let's go right to the news. We got a couple good ones. Take it Today away. Today in the news, <laughs> Africa is losing its horn. What do you mean? Where did the horn go? I don't know how I could be any clearer than that. Africa is losing its horn. (laughs) Like most of the creatures in Africa, which have already lost their horns, Africa, for those of you who may never have seen Africa, on the right-hand side, there is like a little triangular hook feature, which is called the Horn of Africa. Uh, Sadly, that part of Africa is on a different plate than the rest of Africa. The rest of Africa is on what's called the Nubian plate, and that part of Africa is called the Somalian plate. Well, sadly, because of tectonic shifts, the Somalian plate is now pulling away from the rest of Africa. So it is distinctly possible that Somalia, Eritrea, Kenya, and two of the other countries that are in the area may eventually wash out into the Indian Ocean and become an island. That's insane. That is insane. Actually, what happened was there was an earthquake that caused a split in a highway. And literally, there was a gaping, we're talking many feet of moved earth um, where it had split the highway. So people couldn't drive down the highway anymore. And they were like, okay. So they looked down from space and they saw that what is known as the East African Rift, which is literally a, you know, a line in the sand, as you will, that you can see from space. That's how big it is. It's gotten bigger by about two feet. Mm. So how long until it becomes its own island? 
1.8 million years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So wow. I'm telling you, don't buy property in Eritrea, but you know, <laughs> between now and if vacation is okay. Vacation is fine. Okay. Yeah. I could buy my tickets then. That's correct. So the big question is, which will happen first? Does California dis, you know, disengage from the West Coast or will Africa's horn come apart first? Well, what I'm hoping is that California and the Somali plate will meet and create huge mountains Ooh. that we'll be able to ski down. And that'll be prime real estate property. For real? Yes. All of my housing, like my future housing plans first. are based around that. Nice. What else is in the news? How long does it How? take to make a friend, Griswicks? <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. What a germane question. Um, today, I happened to read an article uh, in Psychology Today, which is about a study that was done at the University of Kansas, where they decided to try to find out how long it takes to make a friend. Specifically, they broke friendship down into three different components. There's your closest friends, who generally speaking, people only have five like super close friends, you know. Then there's good friends, which is the next tier down. And those are people who you wouldn't you would maybe want them to pick up your mail, but not drive you to the airport. <laughs> That's, you know, to give you an idea. And then there's just friends, people who you are on, you know, better than associate level, you know, non coworkers, those kinds of people. So why is there only three categories? Is Kansas? They're very simple there. <laughs> yeah, they don't like to complicate life unless it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> so they actually uh, interviewed 112 freshmen in college, and of course, they're the most reliable people that you can find for such a thing. Um, <laughs> they found out that it takes, on average, about 50 hours for you to go from acquaintance to friend, for 90 hours for you to go from friend to good friend, and then 200 hours for you to go from good friend to closest friend. Hmm. Dave, you're almost my closest friend. Get on down and party. Wow. I know. I think that's so subjective, though. You know. Well, based on the length of time that we've been podcasting, you both are total strangers to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, this is attuned by alcohol, so I think the ratio is oh. uh, you <laughs> divide variable. by a 1,000 hours for every shot that you take. And, of course, yeah. you know, Friends with benefits is three shots in. Woohoo! Right. I just feel like there's too many different types of relationships to narrow yes. down for three for me. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people I can have pick up my mail, <laughs> 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 but I might not want to get closer to. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing. Yeah, what if you hate people in general? How's that work? Oh. Yeah. Well, if you like bump into someone, then real. you know they're they're just random people. And I think enemies, you have to know them for negative hours. I can't wait to be with someone for like 20 hours and be like, we're friends now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 50 hours. 50 hours. hours for oh, friends. We're best friends. Oh, see, I move a little quicker than that. Well, that's <laughs> because of the drinking. <laughs> and so uh, for those of you who are wondering drinking. like what 200 hours is to become a closest friend, if you were to meet one hour every day after work, five days a week, uh, it would take you about eight weeks, which is more or less two months. Oof. Um, if you met five hours every Saturday, it would take you about 10 months. And if you met one hour every other Thursday at yoga class, it would take you about eight years. So you hear that Twitter, start messaging. Me. That's right. Relatively friends. speaking, yoga is the worst place to find closest <laughs> friends. A lot of people love yoga though. They do. They do. And it's because that's, uh, where their enemies can't find them. Yeah. It's a very personal thing though. It's not much socializing unless you hang out afterwards. 
Yeah. I'm all about the pants, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they have those yoga classes where they hang cloth from the ceiling, and I think that's a a different level of yoga. And, of course, this this friends thing is different than the social media-type friends because that's a whole new monster in itself. Yeah, that's... That's a pretty big list. Now we're heading into games. Is this a new game of the week for you, Grizz? So in this case, no. Um, I did play games this week, uh, but I thought I'd change things up a little bit because there was some very interesting news that I wanted to... Uh, well, no, gaming news. we got to talk about your game of the week. I want to know the new yeah. game of the week. My gaming of the, my game game of the week? Every week? Yeah, we yeah. talked about your addiction. That's one now of our segments. All right. It, yeah. Well, in that case, I, um, I played a the game. The game of the week. The game of the week. Uh, I played a game called Dex, and Dex is a game where um, you wait. You're a woman. You wake up in a lab. You have no idea why you're there. Uh, it's an insomnia game. Very Resident Evil. Yes, and uh, you have the ability. I try to explain this. You. It's a steampunk world in an alternative universe where everything is wired. So you have the ability to hack into things by using your mind. And that's unusual. Exactly. Sort of. Because everybody else in the world has to hack into things by plugging a wire into the thing and then the other end of the wire into the back of their head where there's a port. Cool. But you have no port. And so everybody's like, how can you do that? And so as you wander about the world, again, it's very uh, cyberpunk. You know, everybody's got like the spiked hair and all that, you know. And you have to fight the bad guys you know with fist fighting and you know you also you get a gun eventually which unfortunately you know they didn't start you out with a gun which is kind of a huge pain because everybody else has guns so that's a thing um so but for those who want to play this where is this located uh well i got it i got it on steam um i believe you can also get it on the xbox and playstation but i am not 100 percent sure about that um i could have swore i saw the the little logos though and it was good. It was a good game, um, especially from a storyline standpoint. It's it has some very interesting characters. The, some of their voiceovers are, you know, a little borderline uh, racist and sexist. But you know, uh, other than that, I think it's a I think it's a translation problem because the the game was made overseas by people mm-hmm. who probably English wasn't their first language, and so like what they wrote was kind of very uh, tropey. But if you can get past that, it actually is a very interesting game. So I thought it was pretty good. It's a side-scroller for whatever that's worth. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of side-scrollers, but in this case, yeah. the the theme of the game kind of won me over. Also, it was, it was on sale. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of side-scrollers too much. It's, um, you know, how many, how many platforms can you jump on in life? <laughs> yeah, you have to have some good sort point. of real nice twist in order to get me to play your side-scroller, and this was one of them. <laughs> So yeah, I guess that was my uh, my game of the week. Yay! Very nice. Thank you. Yeah, we expect that every week. Thank you. Oh yeah. <laughs> well then, in that case, in thirty seconds, I'm going to give you two pieces of gaming news. Uh, number one is that Assassin's Creed Origins, um, which is the newest one that's set in ancient Egypt, has a new mode called Museum Mode or Discovery Mode, and basically it turns the game into a non-violent museum trip where you can actually go around and learn about ancient Egypt. Uh, nice. Yeah, and that was, I mean, really cool. It was very interesting, especially if you're into history. That's like a, a, 
a, a really unique way of playing the game yeah. Um, yeah. And, and seeing the thing. Yeah, and actually, mm -hmm. so they've covered up all the nude statues with seashells. Uh, so just in case you're worried that your kid <laughs> might you know, stumble across an ancient Roman statue that has uh, you know, boobies. Um, I was worried for there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> they, have, they have done away with all that uh, for discovery mode. So you know, don't worry about that. And then the other thing is, uh, so for those of you who play MMORPGs, there's a new one coming out called Ashes of Creation. They just added another video out there about their node system where they talk about, um, and for those of you who don't know what Ashes of Creation is, it's an MMORPG where there will be nodes, like specific points in the world that you can go to and you can actually like plop down a house and the next guy can come and plop down a house. If you guys work together and get more people and build a bigger house and it becomes a town, then it becomes a city, so on and so forth. But literally it grows like it, organically. So if your group is good at mining, let's say metal, the town will be made of metal. And if you're good at chopping down trees, the town will be made out of wood. And so it learns Wait. based on, yeah. yes, uh, at least in theory, none of us have really seen it yet um, okay. because it's still in alpha. But, you know, okay. it, it is a very interesting thing. And so they've released some more information about that. Can anybody join up for the alpha? Well, if you're willing to pay $99, yes, you absolutely can get into the alpha. It's a pre-order sort of thing. Um, okay. If you want to sign up for the beta, though, uh, you can do that. And then they'll let you know when the second beta happens. Then you can get into that. No. Yeah. But that could be, oh, that's probably a couple months first. down the road. Awesome. That's all my gaming news. Too bad I don't, that sounds really cool, but too bad I don't like people that much. <laughs> I couldn't live with them like that. And it is really interesting because like after your town is built, um, you can like rent, you can elect a mayor and then your mayor can like talk to the next town over and you can set up, you know, like trade routes and things like that. Or you can go to war. And then if you like kick their butts, then you can steal like some of the wood from their houses and bring it back to your place and that sort of stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, it's interesting. That could be, So if you have a group of friends that you play with, that could be definitely a really cool thing. Right. Yeah. And the idea but is that once you get into the game, you kind of create a clan, and there is a, a, a friendship sort of thing where, you know, you, you want to be together and work together as a town. Awesome. All right, let's talk about obsessions. Obsession. <laughs> For Thread Raiders. <laughs> Yay. Dave, you go first. Thank you. Oh, I have to drink. Okay. <laughs> too much talking <laughs> alright uh, I noticed I went long with what bugged me last last show no it was oh, fine no, you Grammar. didn't it was good uh, I start rambling about it but so today I just figured yeah, an obsession I find myself um, just thinking about doing the show when I edit audio um, which started with me a few years back getting into doing the voiceover stuff and editing and doing book narration uh, it was tedious work but then when I started doing the audio drama, uh, I started to find more of a love for editing. And it's kind of fun again. And I find, like even just doing our first episode, it was fun doing all the bumpers, getting in there and finding different things to throw in and, and moving some of the show segments around and uh, playing with it and tweaking it. It, it, it was an, it's an a joy. It's an obsession that I find myself um, sitting there for hours. I could be... You know, oh, I don't like that there. I'll change it. And I fix it many times. And so I have to really stop myself because it becomes a negative mm -hmm. in the end. I'm like, no, stop it. It's fine. Leave it alone. Because I'm just constantly something I hear. I don't like this. And at some point, yeah, you just have to step back and enjoy it. But I become obsessed. So in a good way, good, good and bad. 
And it's a lot to edit, doesn't it? You said it was kind of time consuming? It is. I mean, some people just do like like what we're doing. We're talking live. Some people will just take this and slap it up. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'm a little more particular where uh, I can't stand. I try to, I listen to like all of them. I try to cut out all the mic bangs. And there's a couple that I miss sometimes, but I try to go through each each of our audios. And if there's a cough or sneeze or something, I try to cut all that out, which takes a lot of time. And then putting them all together and going through it again and then uh, doing a multi-track mix down and then adding music and, and then you'll have to cut pieces and slide them around so it, it's definitely time consuming there's there's a lot of work but it doesn't have to be but mm-hmm. I, I make it that way because I don't know I think it sounds better in the end it you, does you do you a fantastic job not only with this podcast but also with Empire and you yes, should thanks. talk a little bit about that because I don't know if all our viewers know about your Empire yeah did we just gloss over audio drama yeah yeah I guess we did well yeah so um it started out with um well I was doing voiceover stuff but so that's a whole nother story but uh, so that's what got me started in doing the editing and then podcasts we uh there's other interviews I've done out there that talk about me and how we got started in podcasting with my family with my kids and basically um how we got started with D&D it was like a great storm it was like all these things just kind of happened at once you know the voiceover stuff I was doing mm-hmm. I had my own personal studio that I made and then uh, I used to DJ so I knew all about sound equipment and stuff uh, and then D&D thing we always played tabletop games with them growing up but then I saw my daughter was came up from college one time and they were playing D&D and I said yo I remember D&D growing up in the 80s but I never played it and I said, how come we're not playing that? Well, let's play that with us. That'll be fun. So that we played it at home. And then um, so here I am finding podcasts at the same time, driving around a lot for work, listening to all these podcasts. I'm like, wow, this is a thing. I can get all these shows for free. Yeah. I can listen to this stuff. I love this. And I could search and find all this stuff. So I ended up searching for D&D because I was new to it. I figured I'd learn how to play and learn the rules for 5e and all that good stuff. So I found a great podcast. Um, they are Critical Hit, not Critical Role. Yeah, they uh, are Critical good. Hit. They've mm-hmm. been around from the beginning of podcasting, basically. Yeah. And the one I listened to them, they were doing uh, fourth edition. And I learned a lot listening to them. But at the same time, I also thought, you know what? They don't do the voices. There was one guy that did a little bit of voice, but they didn't do it enough. Like, I want more of the role-playing and the fun so I can enjoy it while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. That's where our show came came about. I was like, I wanted to do that. So I went to my kids and said, hey, I'm learning about podcasting. And I went and started listening to all podcast shows about podcasting. Downloaded a bunch of books to my Kindle. Like, I read everything there was. Uh, and so I learned it all, learned how to get the sound gear, what we needed, and that became this whole thing. So we had a studio downstairs that we set up, and we started playing D&D. So yeah, Amara, my oldest, and then uh, a few more of my kids, or six of us total, a couple friends, and then uh, a couple of my other kids have come and gone in the show. And So it's our family adventure. It's a lot of fun. And then in the beginning of that, I always wanted to do an audio drama. I've thought about it for a while. And I said, well, I could do this on my own. So Arc City was based on me just playing myself and being a guy. So I could do it on my own and not worry about having to get everybody together. That's the hardest part. I love Arc City. Um, you know, so I, I figured I could just be me and I'll find a recorder and I'll be like, you know, post-apocalyptic kind of like near future thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll act the way I can have my own recorder and just start, make up my own story and kind of uh, have fun editing in the sound scheme of that. Then I got hooked up with Adam Christopher, a friend of ours, who does um, After Six podcasts, and he's a writer. So I said, dude, you want to do the screenplay for me? You know, write this? He's like, absolutely. So that became this whole thing. He's the writer for it. We brainstormed with my kids and him, got on the phone, did a little conference call, and we ended up, our Arc City became, uh, or excuse me, came from that. 
it just uh, became this whole world. And uh, real excited about that. So we have episode, or excuse me, season one is out. And we're currently, I'm working on the uh, bonus episode that's between. Um, so that's going to be coming out soon. So nice. Yeah, it's it's fun because it's, it's, a, it's a whole bunch of, because season one was tough because we wanted to develop the world mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, leave the mystery and not answer too many questions, which I think it did. It was an intense season. It's pretty crazy. And yeah. and then season two is going to be a lot more because it's open world. Now he's out in the world. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a lot more uh, a lot more people that he comes in contact with. And this bonus one in the middle is going to tell us a little more about who um, who the, the narrator is, the voice behind him, and um, Eve, the uh, the AI that's involved. Uh, without any spoilers, she's uh, one of the big characters in the show as well. So, looking forward to it. Yeah, what I really love about it is how psychological it is. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really hard because I, I'm having a hard time. We, we've messed with the script a bunch of times. It took a year to really hammer it all down because we kept going back and forth with it because on one hand... I want to, like, every episode, I want it to be a cliffhanger. I want everybody to come back and be caught. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I want it to be more psychological. I don't want to hand-feed everybody. Right. And it's same thing with we decided with the website. Like, I don't promote it on the show. I don't, except for our, our final 10-part um, where we do all the, um, it's a complete set. So if people want to listen to all the episodes, 10 episodes together at one shot. And then at the end of that, I, I had all the, um, excuse me, all the credits of the names, but during the regular show episodes, it's it's really part of that world. So you're listening to it, you can get caught up in it. There's no hey, brought to you by Steel Empire, blah blah blah. Right. You know, our voice actors on this show was this, blah blah blah. And even the website, when you go to it, ArcCity.us, it looks like a, a just a regular website. It it's does. Like, it this? threw me off when I went there. Yeah, sure. a lot of people go there. Like <laughs> I think I have the wrong address. I'm like, no, you don't. If you continue on, you'll find. Yeah. And when you click on the audio the link, code. it's awesome. And there, the code comes up. It looks like a DOS screen. It's really neat. And uh, we made that part of the show. And there's going to be more involved too in that in the future. There's actually going to be a little. RPG game I have that's going to be like you're you know you're one of the characters walking around and like like an old school Final Fantasy mm-hmm. thing da, 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 and you walk around find some little easter egg stuff that you can do on the website as well as in the in the audio drama itself so it's really exciting now when you say audio drama are you talking about like one of those old-timey radio mystery hour things where you're doing all the folio work in the background yes it's all the folio work and it but it's not like the old-time radio because uh, it's more of an illusion. Like basically, it's he has a recorder. It's, I end up you end up finding out. Uh, here's a little. Um, what do you call that when you don't want people to know? What do you call that? Sneak peek. Secret. Yeah, uh, but you don't. You want to tell somebody. Don't listen if you don't want to find out. What do you call that? Spoiler. Spoiler. Thank you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> thank you. Ha, winner. Uh, uh, yeah. So spoiler alert. Um, basically, he's got this uh, electronics built into him and it's recording him. It's everything that he broadcasts and does in the world, it's recorded. And that's what you're listening to in the show. So when you listen to it, it's his point of view, the crap he's going through. And you're hearing it from his point of view that's being recorded. Whereas the old-time radio shows are like a TV show you're watching, but for the ears. Right. Where yeah. it's the announcer, and then you have the narrator. So in this, it's it's not that. It's it's like you're you're kind of in the world experiencing it. It was a, a hot different. and stormy night I on know. the moors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's totally. Frazier, that's like my favorite episode is when they do that. <laughs> and there's a lot of audio dramas like that uh, that I found. There's a whole world that I've gotten involved with, a bunch of them that I didn't even know were out there. But uh, And actually, the next audio drama we're working on with Steel Empire. It's good. it's a superhero one where my niece, who did a couple of voiceovers in Arc City, 
she's a great little actress, I found out. And um, she's going to be doing this little superhero, 10-year-old girl, who's going to be a superhero with powers, and she finds out she has these powers, and a whole storyline with that. And that's going to be narrated as well, so it's kind of going to be more like the old-school audio dramas, like The Shadow Knows. After we're arrested for breaking obscenity laws, I think my next podcast is going to be an audio drama. I like it. Yeah. Are you really, have you thought about something, for real? No. <laughs> it seemed funny at the time. It's very funny. Good. All right. Boom, boom. I'll cut that out. Okay. Oh, we'll just leave that in. <laughs> All right. So are we done with obsessions? No. Or who did it go? We I didn't get going. mine in. Yeah, please. Go for it, Sia. I've been talking the whole time. All right. I am Chaotic Anarchy, and I have a scarf obsession. Hi, Chaotic Anarchy. So- Welcome. During this podcast, I started counting them. <laughs> and uh, maybe a bigger problem than I had thought originally. <laughs> and uh, I'm so far at 53 scarves. <laughs> that's a lot of. Yes, that's a lot of scarves. I am currently surrounded by many different types of scarves. That's about three uh, well, Muppets worth of scarves for those of you who you know <laughs> are trying to picture this in your mind. I've done some scarves. fun things with scarves. Oh so really? Would you yes. like to share? So it's a it's a no. Uh, <laughs> That'll be the X-rated version of the okay, show. Okay, we'll save that <laughs> for the after-hour Thread Reader yeah. podcast. It's, it's 1.2 yeah. snuffle up a guy for those of you trying to <laughs> just grasp the sheer volume of fabric. But wow. I do. There are all kinds of scarves for all different types of reasons. You can wrap them in your hair. You can wear them outside in the winter time. Which mm. my favorite scarf actually looks like crime scene tape. <laughs> I got that from the Muter Museum in Philadelphia. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that is my current, well, ongoing obsession. So you are the Imelda Marcos of scarves. I am. <laughs> awesome. Everybody's got to be known for something, right? Yeah. I just didn't think it would be this. <laughs> <laughs> well, just remember, you fessed up. So you have nobody to blame but yourself. I'm a very open person for all those who don't know. <laughs> nice. All right, it's my turn. Yes, sir. So somebody asked me what origami was. So I decided, well, you know, I'll explain it. But then I also wanted to show a picture. And I thought, you know, everybody shows that same old crane that everybody makes, you know, uh, the, the trope origami piece. And I thought, I need something better than that. So I'm looking and I'm looking, I'm looking. And I found origami koi. So like koi fish, like you find in a I pond. I saw this. This yeah, looks yeah, really yeah. cool. Yes. This is somebody took paper and figured out how to turn it into a fish. But they also figured out how to do it with a dollar bill. And so my new obsession is figuring out how to make koi out of dollars because I want to go to McDonald's and buy a filet of fish sandwich and pay for it with koi. Which is why I currently don't have any dollar bills. This is, I'm <laughs> shooting for the end of the year. It's, I needed many practice dollars. That seems like a lot of work doing koi fish origami. Well, so there are many videos on YouTube that kind of explain how to do this. And also the guy, like that particular photo that I saw, which was amazing. It was big. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that like that dude wrote a book. And uh, so you can actually get that off of uh, uh, off of Amazon. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we are now currently, like everything's Amazon. Like you just said that. It just yeah. hit me. Mm -hmm. You can get that off of Amazon. It's like, well, whatever happened to all the other bookstores? And It's like everything's gone. It's just Amazon. Oh, I think that's going to destroy the planet. The yeah. It's just, oh, it's, 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 it's cool and it's sad yeah. at the same time. But that will be a conversation for next, next time. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's promo time. Hey, Griswick. Yes, CA? 
Did you know that this week's presenting sponsor is Tabletop Loot? Is it? Yep. That's convenient. I just spent two hours this morning prowling their website. Really? Were you buying dice? No, I was hungry. You were hungry? Yes. Apparently, they have special dice made out of food. <laughs> What? That sounds fishy. They have grape jam and raspberry tart and orange share bear and cotton candy. Wait, 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 wait. Those are colors, not food. Actually, that's good because I took a strong liking to green slime, but I wasn't sure my stomach could handle that. Listeners, don't listen to Griswick. He's insane. Instead, head over to tabletoploot.com and see all the pretty colors for yourself. Also, they've got some great accessories like cups, shirts, and gift certificates. So your friends can pick their own dice. Just make sure you tell them not to eat them. Visit tabletoploot.com today. Tabletop Loot, loot for everything. And now, back to the show. All right, it's time for our segment, The Biggest Waste of Time. Or is it the best waste of time? I think it's best. It could be best. I think it's best to be best. Sometimes wasted times are not for the best, but sometimes <laughs> <Yes>. they are. <laughs> yeah, like when you're on Wikipedia and you start just clicking on a link and then you're on the next link and you're on the next link and right? then like you've lost the entire Saturday and you're like, oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> like I do that with YouTube. Yeah, same thing. I click on something. it brings me. But you know of, everything uh, about Myanmar now, but nobody cares. <laughs> and I don't know what you just said. So I care. I <laughs> So I was looking at this um, in our notes here, best waste of time. I'm thinking, man, yeah, what? I haven't really wasted a lot of time this week because I've been pretty busy. But then I'm thinking, you know what? What have I done? I've actually been playing around with OBS and Twitch. Um, OBS is the, gosh, what does it stand for? Open Broadcasting Open, Software. Thank you. You are amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, it's basically what a lot of people use uh, to stream Twitch. And so I've been playing around with it. I am nowhere near professional. I'm just trying to learn it because now we have the Thread Raiders uh, stream or Twitch stream channel. So I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to do a few things. Maybe I can play some games on there, do whatever. I like how people play, you know, D&D on there. They use the Roll20 system and they're able to put it together so it looks pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Roll20 is fun. Yeah, it's neat how they do it on Twitch yeah. and they can make it look real good. Sometimes they look stupid. Sometimes they have some real cool things. They have the built-in background, the picture and the screen. And I'm thinking, hey, I want to learn how to use this just in case. So I've just been messing around with it, and it's a lot of work. Um, it's not crazy, but I do have to read up on it uh, coming in as a total noob. Just opening up this program that you've never run before is a little daunting at first. So you have to kind of learn what all these settings and, and the language means. Um, so I've been asking um, Dak. Dak's been really nice uh, helping me out. A uh, little chat we got together on the... Discord. I had a little voice conversation about the bot too. There's like a night bot or something yeah. it's called mm -hmm. um, to help run some stuff in the background. So it, it can put uh, links up for you. It's really neat. So that's been what I've been wasting my time with. So my free time just searching uh, instructions. That's a good waste of your time. Yeah. Yes. You've improved yourself. That is <laughs> yes. clearly a best waste of time. Yes, it is. Next. I, uh, I met Lucas oh. the Spider this week. Such a sweetie. Yes. Aww. Who is Lucas? <gasps> so Lucas the spider, how do I explain this? Um, It's the cutest thing in the world. There are spiders in the world that jump, okay? They're known as jumping yep. spiders. And uh, Lucas is a fuzzy jumping spider, Aww. okay? He's got four and eyes. And he's alive or is he a toy? But in a way that's like 
a cute kind of four eyes. <laughs> and he's a teeny tiny spider and he lives in some sort of dwelling, some sort of house. And he keeps getting himself into trouble. So in one of his videos, uh, he got trapped underneath of a glass and, you know, uh, he, he was like, oh, I'm captured. And he's got like these big eyes and he's watching the guy who captured him. And he's like, oh, he's coming back, you know, and <laughs> he's funny like that. And actually, it's a really good thing. Like if you're afraid of spiders, that's actually a really it's a clever series of videos to kind of get you to relate to spiders. It is so precious. You should definitely yes, he's very Google cute. Lucas the Spider. Now, is it a living spider or is it a toy? I'm sorry. No, it is an animation. Um, it's done by this guy okay. who is an animator in real life, but at home at night, he likes to continue doing his thing. And he has his six-year-old son do the voice of the spider. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And so he's like this you know, little kid, basically, who's trying to figure out the world. But in this most recent video, he met a dog. There's like a dog that's sleeping on the floor. And so he looks at the dog from the sink and he's like, I think it's a polar bear. <laughs> that's great. It's a really great series. That's funny. But they're, they're only like 30 second videos, but still, you know, technically a waste of time, but a good one. Uh, that just brought in my mind too. Um, there was a YouTube video. It's just like that same kind of idea, but it was the shell. It was like Shelly the shell. You guys familiar with her? Yeah, I know that one too. The little shell they put a googly yeah. eyes on it and they did it but it was it was like uh it wasn't a cartoon animation it was they made that stop time video mm -hmm. they call that and the lady does the voice i'm i'm shelly the shell yeah <laughs> really cute i can only do so much cute in one week and then my start to rust <laughs> yeah yeah did you have something ca oh i do so for me, one of the greatest waste of time is Dr. Mario for Nintendo. Oh, the original. I think I'm kind, but they haven't played Dr. Mario with me. <laughs> 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 it's actually, for those who don't know it, it's a game from about 1990, I believe. It's, a, it's like an action puzzle video game. And there's these falling blocks that start from the top, similar to Tetris. And you have to match the colors together. So you have to match like four pinks and four yellows. And if you do combos, it attacks your opponent. I have been unbeaten at this game <laughs> since <laughs> about 1999. No one has been able to beat me. And wow. Yes, I get very competitive about it. And I don't get competitive about a lot of things. There's maybe only three games ever that I do, and this is one of them. Oh, my and God. It's one of my favorite wastes of time. <laughs> Handing out meds to sick people. I like it. Me too. Me too. Snapping in my bumps. And then we have some upcoming events. So we talked about International Game Day. And that's coming up quick, right? It is, yes. It's in April. And do we decide? Are we actually doing something for that? We will be streaming for that, yes. Uh, some people will be playing video games. Others are going to be doing RPGs. There's no set schedule out yet. Let's make sure we get a link as well for the Thread Raiders. Um, that's what's going to be on that, right? Yep. The TR stream. Yeah, let's get a link for that. We can put in the show notes as well. And then um, end of June, the last two weekends in June, uh, I will be doing the sound for the Philly Pod Festival um, where you get to come out and see a lot of local podcasters put on their shows live. It's a lot of fun. There's some uh, comedians. There's some, um, gosh, there were some food shows. There were some superhero shows. A bunch of different podcasts that are from the local area. And you get to come out and hang out with them. It'll be different locations. I know one of them is Amalgam Comics. Uh, that's where I do our show for Magic and Steel. We do a live one-hour Dungeons & Dragons broadcast. 
I just and... bought nail biters from them too. Oh, nice! What's mm-hmm. a nail biter from Amalgam? Nail yeah. biters is a, a comic book about serial killers. Oh, nail biters! I gotcha. Yeah. And did you go in person or online? I went in person actually. They have a really nice coffee shop in there. They sell. They do. Goods. They do a lot of yes. advertising for the community. They hold all kinds of shows, and that's actually how I met you, Dave. Yes, yeah. and I love how we um, were able to go there and support them. Yeah, whenever we go there, they let us use their place for free, and they do that for other groups. Some people go there and play D&D on certain nights, mm-hmm. um, and they can hang out there. They have a nice little area in the back, so we always go there and support them. And what kind of nails like are they biting? Uh, do you really want me to ruin it for you? No. <laughs> and another big and one um, that, that does it for the Philly Podfest as well, uh, one of the locations is Tattooed Moms right on South Street. So that's a fun bar. It's um, it's a crazy-looking bar. It's like uh, old retro. Like when you walk in there, it's like an old punk rock place. Three floors, um, stickers and craziness stuck all over the walls. Wow, it sounds um, perfect for me. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, they actually have a pool table, a couple pool tables. But in the top room, the third floor, um, they have a bar right outside the room. We have this closed-off room where they do the podcast. And there's nowhere really to sit. There's like one couch, some old nasty-looking couch from 1970. There's um, a uh, bumper car cart. There's like two seats there you can sit in. Um, maybe a couple stools sitting around. But it's, it's just a lot of fun, cool atmosphere. And then we have, in July, right, Fred Raider's birthday? Yeah, that's correct, July 28th. Okay, we got to do something for that. Yeah, something Do special. a giveaway or something? Oh, of course, probably tabletop loot. Maybe tabletop loot. Yeah. We could do a giveaway with them. Yeah, that's a great idea. Giveaways. And then we have Gen Con in August. I'm going to be DMing some uh, games for Cobalt Press, and the Mighty CA will be there as well, right? Yeah, this will be my first time going. And you're just going to be hanging out, having a good time, right? Yeah. So many Twitter followers are going. I want to make sure I get everybody in and meet everybody and say hi. Be a social butterfly. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Let's do that. And, and I um, also have uh, Wizard World in Philadelphia. It's May yes. 17th to 20th. I'll be there if anybody wants to come say hi. And how would they find you to say hi? Just reach out to you on Twitter? Oh, yeah. They can reach out to me on Twitter anytime. Uh, you can DM me and we can meet up. And then we have Extra Life. Let's make sure we get a link to that as well for the show notes. Mm-hmm. That's going to be in November, right? Yep, November 3rd is Extra Life. And people can go on to, they'll follow the link. They can go onto the website and send in donations, right? Any amount? Correct, yep. Uh, you go to link, uh, they'll bring up a list of Thread Raiders. We're all working as a group. You can donate to any Thread Raider, and that money goes directly to Children's Hospital. You can donate before the event on November 3rd, or you can come out on November 3rd and donate. We're going to be playing some games where your donations change the fate of the games, so that might be fun too. Uh, either way, works perfectly great. Awesome. And we mentioned uh, Tabletop <laughs> Loot. They are our ongoing sponsor um, that we will give shout-outs to shout outs to all, all the time mm-hmm. they're always helping us out um, thank you so tabletop loot giveaways we do during the week for different various thread raider uh, members yep. will use tabletop loot to do giveaways on their own they'll be doing and giveaways for the extra life as well awesome yeah awesome and i know i just set up something with them for steel empire so we're going to be we have a uh, patreon as well and we're going to be using steel empire excuse me steel empire tabletop loot uh, to do so, give some um, promo codes out with them. So that's going to be fun. Awesome. All right. I want to thank everyone for coming along on this journey. We appreciate you being here with us. So this is um, only our second episode. I think it's going to get better and better as we go. We start to uh, get our groove as we're working it out. So thank you so much for being with us. And you can find us everywhere on social media. <laughs> um, we're everywhere, basically. Yeah, right? Facebook, Twitter, Discord, Reddit. Blog, um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tumblr. Blogspot, <laughs> Tumblr, uh, Instagram, just about anywhere you can you can find us. And basically, we're going to have everything listed on ThreadRaiders.com. And we're still working on the website, correct? Yes. Yeah. Still maybe another week or two for that. Um, so please keep checking back there, and all the links will be there for easy access for you. All right. Anything else, guys? I think that's it. No, that's it. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I like it. Mm-hmm.